0: My name is Steve Jones.
1: I'm Joe Wilson.
0: And uh, today on the program, we're going to relive a concert that Joe and I went to down in San Diego uh, about nine years ago. It was uh, September 2005, uh, called Street Scene. And there were a lot of bands. It was a big two-day festival. September? It wasn't August? It might have been August. The episode aired in September, so it was probably August.
1: It might have even been July.
0: Oh, that's stretching back. It could have been. Yeah. Might have And uh, so we did a, a bunch of interviews uh, at the show and saw a bunch of bands, had a great time um, out in San Diego. Um, some of the bands we interviewed um, that we're not going to feature are, were the Von Bondies, International Noise Conspiracy, and uh, The Adolescents. Um, and uh, there were a lot of other bands that performed as well. Um, uh, you actually did an interview with Morningwood, did. Um, but what what happened with that interview?
1: Steven forgot to address the uh, equipment, and we had tough, technical difficulties.
0: Oh, oh, Steven forgot to, did he? Uh, you got well, to... that's your job. You're the producer. Oh, forgot to tell you to turn yeah, the, the pro- mic on, the, huh? Well, the
1: producer does that. <laughs> the producer has headphones and goes, check, audio, check, check. Yep, audio's uh-huh. working. And yeah. you're good for the interview.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a fun interview but, uh, with uh, Morningwood, but, which we'll never get to hear, but... Um, but I made up for it later. We uh, we got to interview them and hang out with the the band again, and when they visited Slims. But today on the program, today we're going to uh, feature Flogging Molly once again on Concert Pipeline.
1: It's an old mainstay, really.
0: It is. They're I mean they're one of my our favorite bands, co- collective, and uh, so they're always good to come back to. And and that was a fun interview. So we'll, so we'll talk to that about that in a little bit. Perceptionists yeah. and uh, uh, a little Percep-
1: me- perceptionists are a hip hop group. Uh, they started in two thousand five. We saw them right about the time that they started. They're out of Boston, Massachusetts, which is, to be honest with you, I mean, there's not that many acts coming out of Boston, at least a heavy hip hop hip hop acts, um, and they do they do uh, cerebral um, social commentary, which is uh, which is fun. But they did have. the the associated acts on the same record label would be acts like aesop rock who's very popular uh rjd2 who's also very popular um so yeah so they give you an idea of of what vein they fall in they're with those guys
0: yeah and we'll also include some uh some music from Uh, they did a cover of which was really amazing, and so we'll talk about oh, that. You gotta bury that.
1: the lead, buddy. I know. Stay, stay, stay tuned, tuned for, the special, for, for... for the special presentation. Amazing song they did an, an incredible cover, and we're not going to tell you what it is. We're not going to tell gonna, you. Steve's going to edit out the name <laughs> of the song, and you're just going to have to wait until the end. It's it's worth the wait, though, folks.
0: It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, so stay tuned to the end of the program uh, for that joint. No, do not scrub ahead in the podcast. I know you're about to scrub <laughs> ahead. <laughs> But no, the you got to That
1: little 15 second skip button is amazing, but we don't have any commercials here. We keep it yeah, real. This we is financed straight out of Stephen Jones's pocket, 100%. 100%. And as a and as a result, <laughs> and as a result, we don't make you listen to anything other than the sweet, sweet melodic sound of our voices. That's what it sounds like, right? That is. <laughs> sweet melodic.
0: Uh, some of right? us are more full of our voices than uh, than others.
1: <laughs> but Yeah, oh sure, yeah. But that's... that's... Your, your voice is like silk. Mine's like uh, like nails on a chalkboard.
0: That's coming. And and we're... Yeah, re- <laughs> that's coming. We're reliving these moments of uh, concert pipeline past um, because it's kind of a dry season for concerts in the Bay Area right now. So there's uh, not a well, lot... It's not, great... say,
1: it's not to say that there's a real dry season per se. There just aren't any shows that we want to bring to you. We want yeah. to keep bringing you guys quality content. There aren't any bands that we think warrant... Uh, Checking out. I mean, there's there's always a few bands coming through town. No disrespect to the guys who are here right now, uh, but 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 boy George just doesn't interest us enough to go to his show and try to get an interview.
0: Exactly. Uh, and so and but we do have some good stuff on the books for for the coming months and into the summer though. So
1: what what's coming in May? Oh, you want to spoil
0: it, huh? Uh, <laughs> actually well, I think you could I think yeah. you could drop a couple okay. hints. Okay, I'll, I'll drop a couple hints. Do no, I should give hints? Um, I'll I'll sure. I'll uh, I, I'll just come out with it okay um, come out with it I will um, and actually I just found out about um, an interview that we have as I was putting last week's episode up um, so uh, so that interview is with uh, Kyle Gass of the Kyle Gass Band
1: and Tenacious D oh, Kyle Gass of the Kyle Gass Band well done Jonesy
0: yeah so we'll be uh, having him on the program again um, yeah
1: we got a lot of repeats folks but you know what that's what it, it's always a good time always a good time on concert pipeline everything we bring to you is fresh and fun
0: and maybe you'll get to relive that uh, question that you answered uh, asked tenacious d at the uh uh at the tenacious d show we went to a couple i'm gonna ago. ask
1: him again because i want a better <laughs> answer than that that's the that's the truth is ladies and gentlemen is that steve jones and i will stop at nothing to get those tough questions answered, including <laughs> bringing you the same guest over and over and over again.
0: We want that question answered, and we want it now.
1: <laughs> That's right. Or whenever he can do it. When you can do it, May 11th.
0: Thing. You free May 11th, Kyle Gas at the Catalyst in Santa Cruz. You'll be there. Okay, we'll be, be there.
1: I'll be there. I'll be there. Let's do
0: it. We'll travel. Um, so we have them. Also, uh, shortly after that, I will be going to the Acoustic for a Cure concert, which features Sammy Hagar, James Hetfield from Metallica, uh, S- uh, Joe Satriani, Pat Monahan from Train. Um, Damn, that's a that's a hell of a Nancy list. Nancy Wilson from Heart, um, you know, and uh, and I think a couple of others as well. I mean, it's going to be acoustic, and so yeah, I'm going to record some of that. Can't probably can't get myself an interview with any of those
1: names, uh, but you can try.
0: I'll, I'll I'll try. I'll wait outside the door and uh,
1: uh, and,
0: and after the,
1: the I think if you on. can get press passes and make your way backstage, one of those people will be willing to spend five y- minutes. Yeah, listening but I don't think that you.
0: can happen. So that's um, I'm I'm lucky to be able to walk into the door because I bought a ticket. So fair. That's that's a so huge that, there it concert. Is, there it is,
1: folks. We need you like you need us. We need yeah. you guys to subscribe. Uh, to our Facebook page, which is at Concert Pipeline Pod, uh, and or excuse me, that's Twitter at Concert Pipeline on Twitter, uh, and then slash Facebook slash Concert Pipeline Pod. We need you guys to start subscribing and liking. Tell your friends, um, you know, spread it around, spread the love. If Steve and I can get uh, the kind of following built that we're looking to build, uh, we can keep bringing you guys new concerts and we can bring you guys better interviews, uh, better audio sounding equipment if we can plug into the soundboards. Uh, which was a mythic promise once upon a time. It would have been fun to stay at that show just to find out if that could happen or not. Um, but that's that's the goal, folks. Is that we 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 just want to help you guys enjoy uh, concerts the way that we do. We do,
0: and so uh, so yeah. So we're gonna get into some music news now and uh, and tell you a little bit. That's about
1: That's it. We have two segments here on Concert Pipeline. <laughs> there's concerts. There's music news. Music... That's it. And then some interviews.
0: And some interviews. Yeah. That's what you get. That's it. You want so, yeah. If you want new segments, then tweet us and let us know what you'd like to see. We're very tweet accommodating.
1: Us. We absolutely are. We will play games. Uh, we'll play Twitter games with you guys if you're interested. Um, we will uh, we will have Steve do outrageous things. Outrageous things. If you ask Steve to try to pick a celebrity's nose during an interview, I think he will. Uh, tweet us at Concert Pipeline if you want to see that happen. Do it. <laughs> do it. I want to see Steve try to pick someone's nose.
0: So let's hop into music news, shall we? All right, our first story up, uh, brought to us by anti-music.com forward slash day in rock, providing these stories, um, is a follow-up on our a story that we reported in the last episode of Concert Pipeline about BBK. B.B. King, um, having a uh, a less than stellar performance at a at a show. Let's put it that way, right?
1: I think that's the way to put it.
0: Yeah, and so
1: he had not he had an off night.
0: He did, and it was you know it, things don't go hidden anymore. I mean, in the day of YouTube, it's not gonna it, it's up there, it's out uh, there, it's gonna be tweeted about. It's gonna be you know, there's gonna be all this bad press, you know, when you have someone legendary and they. Have an off day and this is what really what he kind of had to say about it i mean he was heckled there was a term they used but it was really i think a lot of that was people trying to inspire him by getting him you know throwing out song titles it's still kind of heckling but um but uh, but they tried and um, and so he's 88 years old and his set was described as erratic and rambling and he's now explained that the poor performance was due to his uh, enduring 24 hour drive to the show. Like first off, can the guy not afford a plane? I mean that's a long. Where are you driving in the bay? Like I mean in the United States that's like a cross country.
1: Drug. It is, but it, but at eighty eight years old, you're gonna want the you don't want to sit on a hotel in, in a you don't want to sit on a plane, even if it's only a five hour flight that can beat you up, man. If there's turbulence and your back hurts, and, apparently I mean, the you know, twenty four
0: hour drive and why do that in one day? I'm I'm just like there's a lot in that. Well, if you, that... got
1: a, if you got a tour bus, it's really like you're on a hotel on wheels, which yeah, I would. He's not
0: driving himself, right? So I mean, <laughs> <Well, not, Jesus. laughs> got to get to the show. Got to get to the show. Yeah, uh... He did it in
1: his. Uh, he did it in his 1988 uh-huh. Toyota yeah. shortbed pickup. <laughs>
0: He did, uh, along with forgetting to take his diabetes medication. And a spokesman says the combination of the rigors of the drive and high blood uh, sugar resulted in a performance that did not match Mr. King's usual standard of excellence. Simply put, it was a bad night for one of America's living blues legends. Mr. King apologizes and humbly asks for the understanding of his fans. Um, So, yeah, so that's that's his story pretty much. And uh, hopefully – Don't have too many more of those. Otherwise you might need to hang up the towel or hop on a plane.
1: (laughs) Right. I think, I think that's fair. Yeah.
0: So that's a BB King story. What, what do you got for us, Joe?
1: Um, so I'm a big fan of Peter Gabriel, uh, dating all the way back to his work with Genesis, uh, in the late seventies. I don't mean, I don't know how many of you out there are fans of Genesis or Peter Gabriel solo work. Um, but they were, they were kind of a, a super – they were a super group before any of them were who they were um, uh, when they played with, with uh, their original act. Um, I don't know why I keep saying they. I mean he. Uh, so, so Peter Gabriel went off to have this, this storied um, uh, career, you know, making great 80s pop hits. Uh, and he's still producing music. And I'm not – I haven't listened in a long time intently. Obviously, his, his oldest stuff is his best stuff. Uh, you know, Genesis formed, I think in like the sixties. Uh, and then they played, they were together forever. It felt like, and then they broke up in like the nineties. Then they got back together again and they've been doing tours and I would love to see Peter Gabriel reunite with the group for a tour. I think that'd be a lot of fun to come back. You know, Phil Collins, uh, being the frontman for Genesis, really the driving force for that band's success, uh, which is why he went off and did some of his own solo work. Um, but uh, I think that's fun. I think it's cool that, that that this guy, you know, he's 64 years old, and we've all heard my opinion about washed-up artists. But uh, as long as he's not – there's something – you know what it is? I, I thought about it the other day. There's something pathetic about the guys who are still posing to be, as rock stars, the guys who still go out wearing scarves and leopard print and are trying to drink their faces off and, and, and bang 18-year-old girls. There's something that's sad and pathetic about that when they're in their 50s and – 60s whereas if they're just musicians still producing music i don't have a problem with it i think that's i think that's righteous
0: yeah so you're not a fan of kiss doing uh, the makeup and costumes and
1: they're still doing their thing but i just i i no i'm not i'm not honestly i'm not yeah yeah yeah
0: well good um, <laughs> I don't don't have a segue, but um, but my next one. On
1: to the next one. What's your next one?
0: It's uh, about as I lay dying, and um, it's a they're a metal band. They were a metal band um, that uh, uh, that we interviewed actually um, back when we had the concert pipelines original um, uh, run during the TV show, um, and we interviewed them at Slims. Um, so the the members of As I Lay Dying um have formed a new band with uh o, the singer from O Sleeper. Um they're carrying on. And why did they leave their singer? Well, uh, their singer Tim uh, Lambesis uh he pleaded guilty to a felony murder solicitation charge in February. Um and uh yeah, he I think it was for his wife that he plotted to have killed. Um and
1: What a what a what a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, it's 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 interesting to see to see these stories as I lay dying and um Randy Blith from um oh what was that what was that band that he he was from um Randy Blythe? Yeah. From oh, why am i blanking on the name right now? Um I got to look it up. Um you're supposed to stall for me.
1: I'm stalling. I'm stalling. I'm stalling. I'm stalling for you by stalling. I'm just saying I'm stalling. I don't know. It's a shitty fucking. It's a rock band. I know that. Oh, it's Lamb of God.
0: Yeah, Lamb of God. There you go. Yeah, I. I was blanking on the name. Yeah, I mean, who who I interviewed like back in the day, and then they your boy, and, and it's really surprising when these metal yeah, artists we had them on
1: the we had them on the podcast a couple episodes ago.
0: Yeah, we we covered that one recently. So uh, it's it's just interesting when these artists, these metal artists, have so much hatred in them. You know, you, you you're it's really thrown off by their their genre of music. So. Some of
1: them are really <laughs> yeah I, you never guessed. It's, Some of them are really nice guys and. Yeah. Some of them aren't, you know. There's shit bags everywhere. It doesn't. I don't think that anyone's profession lends any sort of, uh, you know, propensity to commit some sort of awful crime. No, or,
0: I'm not saying all metal artists do it, but you you don't see Peter Gabriel out there plotting to kill his wife, do you?
1: No, but you know, you see fucking guys like Pete Townsend of the Who fucking with with child pornography on his computer and shit like that you for research for research, mm-hmm. he says, yeah. which is a damn shame because I love the Who. Um, I don't know. There's no, I don't feel like it gives, being a death metal artist doesn't lend to any sort of inclination yeah. for doing horrible things. Yeah. Well, there's no, cor- there's no correlation there, despite the fact that you've named two. <laughs> just, just a bit major coincidence, uh. So.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> the new band is named Woven War and uh they've inked a deal with Metal Blade Records and will be releasing their very first song um actually in the next couple of days. So, I mean by the time you hear this it'll be out um April 21st. And uh so they will have a self-titled debut album in late summer. So, um so if you're a fan of As I Lay Dying, then there's your follow-up um because As I Lay Dying has laid dead. Um
1: Uh, very clever yeah and uh let's talk about acdc shall we acdc uh they kind of shocked the music community this past week um there were rumors of them being done uh never performing again never recording again the band officially ending after god forever i think they've been rocking for like 45 years i mean when did acdc form do you know
0: i not offhand um
1: can... You're gonna wiki, are you gonna wiki it? Come on, you got to be better than that. They it started it's, in the it's 70s, got I know that. Come yeah. on, be quick on the draw here. Come w- on, it was in the 70s, all of the 70s, let's say 1973. Say... Boom! Boom! Uh, so so they've been playing all through the 70s, 80s, 90s, aughts, and now into the teens of the of the new millennium. And uh, I feel like there's um, I feel like there's still there's still that sad aspect of them getting together and rocking out. I just, I personally just think it's, I think it's lame. They got lucky. Uh, they had Bon Scott who was a hell of a front man. Um, and then he died, uh, uh, which was really sad and unfortunate. Uh, and they got lucky, uh, you know, to pick up another front man who had the, the charisma and the, um, I can't I can't think of the word right now, but, but what I'm trying to say is that they got lucky they got a second the voice really. Yeah. I mean the A C D C is a generic rock band, but the voice of of their singers are what, what bring it to the top. You know, Brian Johnson does a fucking great job rocking his face off and he's no Bon Scott, but he did a good job. Yeah. And and he had big shoes to fill and he's be been honest.
0: in the band for a long 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 time he has, right? yeah so...
1: he, he joined them fucking forever ago so it's not fair to say that uh that he's you know some sort of poser he is he is the body and soul of that band uh and has been for a while uh, ever since you know bon scott died in the 80s um so so uh but the rumors are surrounding angus young's health aren't they
0: Yeah, uh, so it's not Angus Young, it's Malcolm Young. It's Malcolm, his brother. Yeah, and I couldn't remember which one it was. Rumors are that he allegedly had a a stroke, right? Um, And so, I mean, either way, all the rumors have been kind of put to rest at this point, and kind of uh, they it's being said by uh, as fact that um that he's sick right they they don't want to get into details they want to give him his privacy um all of that he's you know not going to be playing with the the band anymore and so where a lot of the conversation has ar- uh, arisen is whether um uh, the U A C D C will continue on because they've said um uh, that um uh, that they're not going to play if any of the members um, aren't in the band anymore. Uh, they said that right. they, they'll just—they're not bringing anyone new into the band, um, well, Right, so,
1: which I think is a smart move.
0: Yeah, I mean it's—it's it's a noble thing to do, and they've had a illustrious career, so um, no shame in hang, you know hanging up the towel if the, you know this
1: is where it needs to Throw, end. Throwing throwing in the towel, hanging up the gloves,
0: hanging up the gloves, and.
1: <laughs> I like hanging up the towel, though. That's a good combination. got to hang it
0: up. Otherwise, it's going to just be in a wet ball on the floor. It'll be moldy. It'll <laughs> get moldy.
1: I mean, well, these guys might already be moldy. They certainly, <laughs> like, prob- they, they certainly probably need some penicillin. I
0: had a chance to see them a few years ago. I had tickets in my hand, but they were bloody expensive. And um, and I, instead of keeping the tickets, I sold them and, uh, uh, so I could pay rent. So... <laughs> Um, I chose Worth rent over it. ACDC but um, Worth it. yeah but uh, um, would have been cool to see him but yeah so it sounds like we'll see whether I mean they've kind of left the door open toward maybe doing some shows I mean they were asked about um, their 40th anniversary tour where they would play 40 concerts in 40 different venues um, and Brian Johnson Madness. said that would be a wonderful way to say bye bye uh, we would love to do it uh, but it's all up in the air at the moment so yeah um, you know they've they've stuck to their guns and uh um and we'll see what's to come so they're they're not closing any doors at this point other than you know Malcolm not being in the band and performing with them
1: so fair enough
0: and uh the last story uh we have today um is the red Hot Chili Peppers and Mars Volta have made um somewhat of a super group um at this point um gotta hate that word I know it's it's a it's it's kind of a dry term but it's you can just call it like another band you know side project but supergroup is makes you sound like hey we're these massive bands and we're coming together and we're you know going to bring you hard rock into
1: your face so for me what it is is that it just it's they shouldn't be drawing obviously these guys are going to be influenced by their other projects but that's not why they should be making music together it should be about them meeting each other, liking each other, vibing on each other. But calling it a supergroup is, in my opinion, uh, a it, it's a it's a it's a it's an annoying term to address musicians who are just doing what musicians do. They're gonna they're gonna jam together. They like each other. They're gonna play music together. But but they don't need to be called anything other than a new band or yeah. a side project.
0: Yeah, and so uh, formers Mars Volta and at the drive in, um, mem- uh, members, Omar Rodriguez Lopez, um, and Cedric, uh, Bixler Zavala, um, plus drummer Dave Eliash, um, have teamed up with red hot chili peppers bassist flea to form a new band called anti mask. That's a N T E M A S Q U E. Um, and, uh, and
1: ant, anti mask.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, and they've uh, released a trailer rehearsal video kind of they're, they're dropping things out there. Um, yeah. and, uh, um, and so they're, they're kind of bringing things together. And, t- uh, flea tweeted the other morning that, um, he had recorded several tracks with the group. Um, and, um, and he said, woke up to found out I'm in a new super group. Ha 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 ha. Played on some tracks a few weeks ago with my friends, Omar and Cedric, uh, for love that all. Um, Apparently, grammar doesn't matter, but, um... Well, it's Twitter. Yeah. We yeah. only
1: have 144 characters. Yeah, 144... What is that Twitter? What is yeah. that Twitter, Steve, that they can follow us on?
0: Uh, that's Concert Pipeline. We make it easy for you. At Concert At Pipeline. Concert Pipeline, that's right. Yeah, nice and easy, right? Do it. Easy. Yeah, so, so that's, that's, if you're interested in those bands, great, go seek them out, you know, they're... Oh, of course, they will. New material. Um,
1: oh, something else on that note, the, um... The band's offering a uh, a bundle for the first 10,000 orders of their new record when they come out uh, with some bonus tracks. So, uh, you know, obviously an incentive there to go check out the the stuff they're putting out. Should be good. I look forward to it.
0: Cool. So go stand in line and let us know how that is, okay? Oh, sure. <laughs> cool. So that's our music news for today. So uh, let's get on to the meat of the program, shall we? No,
1: No, 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 no. I have a new segment. You do? I have a new segment, Stephen. You didn't
0: run this by the producer,
1: by the way. It doesn't doesn't need to be run by the producer. It's a good idea. It's coming live to you from my brain. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start a new segment: upcoming shows. So we're gonna start talking about shows that are coming to the, uh, come to the Bay Area to play local venues um, that you might be interested in checking out. Shows that certainly are of interest to us uh, that we're not gonna be going to, but we'd love for you to go and let us know what you think. Um, so we're going to be covering a few of our favorite venues: uh, Fillmore, Slims. Um, when I are we going to makes... Slims? Oh, or you're you're
0: telling what what shows are going? Hmm.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to tell you where they're coming from, you know, uh, or where they're going to be playing, where these shows are going to be happening. Uh, what's your favorite venue in the city, Steve?
0: Oh, uh, anybody who knows me knows it's the Fillmore.
1: Anybody who knows Steve. Knows that it's the Fillmore. I like the Warfield a lot as well. They uh they have three bars. You can't beat that. Can't beat it. Um, you can't beat it. So, um, without further ado, uh, we're gonna I'm gonna cover the uh, the upcoming shows coming to the Bay Area. So, rock it. Uh, I, yes, I will rock it. Uh, so so coming up uh in very short time uh, time here May April twenty uh, Monday April twenty eighth, um doors open at seven show at eight. not sold out. Boy George is going to be playing at the Fillmore, ladies and gentlemen. Boy George, of course, uh, one of the best Gaties artists of all time, uh, coming to the gayest city on earth, Uh, San Francisco. uh, Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, The Manchester Orchestra is going to be playing at the Fillmore also. Friday, May 2nd, Doors at Seven Show. Do you know who they're playing with? Uh, No, do you know? Kevin Devine. Oh, there you go. And, And
0: the goddamn band.
1: And the goddamn band so steven is uh St- steven is is well acquainted um obviously but that's for another pod we're gonna keep pushing forward here there's uh there are a few more acts that i think are, are noteworthy uh steven already mentioned that he's going to the acoustic for a cure uh with sammy hagar james Hatfield, and friends as it, as they say but there are really there are just so many good bands playing there It's 125 bucks a ticket not sold out yet that is the acoustic for a cure music. acoustic for a cure that
0: is very sold out <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is it? It it's doesn't say out. it's sold out. It, it's sold
0: out in like less than two minutes.
1: Wow! It doesn't say it's sold out on their website. You that's interesting.
0: Definitely can't get tickets to that. Are you getting... Maybe
1: they kept maybe they kept tickets in reserve, Stephen. Probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> um, okay, so that's sold out in two minutes. Um, that's coming to you May fifteenth. You can still StubHub or eBay. Uh, I'm sure. Good luck. Um, well, uh, they're gonna need it. Um, pushing along, coming to the Fillmore again. Uh, Panda Panda Bear. Uh, of Animal Collective is playing with Peaking Lights. Uh, I think that'll be a pretty cool show. It's only twenty five bucks. It's probably going to be some very trippy experimental rock. Uh, and then May twenty seventh, uh, Diane Word is playing at the Fillmore. That Word is of course of, of cult internet fame, uh, with probably the strangest music videos you've ever seen, um, and kind of this weird fucked up dance craziness. I don't even know how to describe it. Um, but check them out. That that would be a very fun show. I'm actually thinking about going to that just for funsies, um, you know, to get ready to get ready for my, my trip to Europe. I can get acclimatized. I can get used to that. Stephen, what about uh, upcoming shows to Slims? Um, yeah, about that. Um... <laughs> you, I mean, you can, you can edit this part. That's fine. Hold on.
0: All right. So coming up at uh, Slims in the month of May. Uh, you're, you can see Chiodos on May seventh uh, uh, at Slim's. Um, on uh, May twenty, uh, May twenty third, you can see Hot Club of Cowtown. Uh, or if you're re- feeling really frisky, you can go on May thirtieth and see Petty Theft, uh, which is a San Francisco tribute to Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Um, so, uh, so, so we there- love those San
1: Francisco tribute bands. We do.
0: There's uh there's some good tribute bands in the area. Hot for Teacher, Van Halen Tribute. Um, ACDC.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: yes. they were. They were we actually cool.
1: had on our old show.
0: Uh, eons and Eons Ago. Very cool. Yeah. So that's Joe's new segment for you. Um,
1: and uh, if you Oh, to... we got to cover the Warfield. Oh, that's the last one. What
0: shows are coming at the Warfield, Joe?
1: Warfield's interesting and fun. I love that I love that place. Um, uh, okay, well, by the time this airs, the show will have already occurred, but I'm going to say it anyway. Drew... Theater's playing April 17th. Uh, Motorhead's playing April 18th. That's sold out. Um, but, you know, Stephen can edit that out because he probably doesn't want everybody to hear about the shows they can't go to. Uh, Lauren Hill is playing on uh, Monday, May 12th. Um, Lauren Hill, of course, is the Fugees. Um, Lindsey Sterling uh, is playing on Friday and Saturday, uh, the 16th and 17th of May. I think it's interesting that they gave her two shows, to be perfectly honest with you. Brit Floyd, uh, which is obviously a Pink Floyd uh, cover band, is playing on Wednesday, June 4th. Uh, And then the, I think you know, why not? Um, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Nick Cave, of course, uh, is one of the one of the greatest you know indie emo rock. uh, I'm not going to say bands, but you know artists um, ever. So, and, and he's certainly going to have a lot of really um, interesting uh, people in the crowd <laughs> watching his show. And that's out in July. Uh, so yeah. That, that, that one's way out. That's right. That one is in July. So, well, you know, Le- there's also some other people coming through. Lisa Lampanelli is, uh, is going to be coming through. She's a stand-up comedian. She's a total pain in the ass, but she's pretty funny. She's coming uh, to Napa,
0: too, at the up- Uptown Theater. So,
1: Well, there you go. We could there cover Uptown as well, Stephen. There you go. No, you don't we're want to go to the uptown. I think we're good. You think we're good? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll we'll come back to that segment. We'll have a better, more refined list for you all next time.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Why don't we talk about um, who we meat of the show? Yeah, the meat of the show. So we're first up. We're gonna have one of our favorite bands, right?
1: Ever of all time. This was a, this was a real treat for me. I had not met them yet. Uh, I had only seen them once. It was at a show uh, at Slim's a dollar and five cents uh, back when Live Five was throwing dollar five shows uh, and this band hadn't really been uh, blown up yet they had one album it was Swagger uh, and they were they were still they were still trying to make a name for themselves so Flogging Molly uh, is one of those first bands that I introduced to Steven that I said check these guys out they're really great so they're a
0: band that I've liked ever since, and I see them every year for, um, mm-hmm. on their Green Seventeen tour, which um, is being retired this year. Um, has That's been retired, right. so
1: the, they're calling it. I said, they, I, I said, a, a, a ginger Irish bastard like yourself would enjoy this music.
0: That's true. So, <laughs> and and it was a fun interview. We did. We interviewed Dave and Bridget on uh, their uh, trailer, uh, in their trailer, and. Um, Dave King and Bridget Regan are now married um, since this interview um, happened, Um, and um, and yeah, so it was was a lot of fun Uh, and part of the entertainment. um, Well, I guess I shouldn't spoil it. I'll I'll let the interview speak for itself. So uh, um, so why don't we check out the interview with Vlogging Molly?
2: pipeline here at Street Scene with Mr. Dave King and Bridget on my right. How are you two doing today? Huh? Good. Good. Sure, this Good. Busy. Busy, busy? Yeah. Very, well. Very well. Very well. Now, Flog and Molly, a great Irish rock band, one of my favorites as you can probably imagine. I, I love you guys catching you guys live. Um, what's unique about the Street Scene? What do you, what do you think about
3: it so far? Uh, well, it's actually more like the walk Tour this year. Yeah, that's what I this year.
4: It's a lot different. Well, I don't know, I think it was more fun when it was down in the gas lamp.
2: Did yeah. you you guys have done street scene before? Yeah.
4: Is it, what was this, our third one? It's
3: wow, like yeah. yeah, I mean, it, as it, we, the guy that was bringing us back to the hotel, the the driver was like, yeah, we should probably come up with a different name because it's not on the street anymore.
2: Perfectly yeah. not now. Not the he, said, like, he
3: said In all fairness though, he said that they, were, they built so much downtown that they would no room for anyone. Yeah. Which sucks because it, it, the gas light district was, was great, you know, yeah. gas lamp district.
2: This is my first street scene, you know, yeah. made a trip all the way down here, you know, so it's uh, pretty, I mean, I, I think it's pretty cool, you know, it's, it's a huge, it's huge, it takes up. band,
3: long. you know, I mean, that's, that's a great thing about it, there's great bands, yeah. yeah. You,
2: okay, no, no, no. Okay, <laughs> uh, any of the bands today you guys have played with before? White Stripes.
3: Adolescents. The National international noise
2: conspiracy. Is there a song that you guys love to play? I mean, obviously, you, you know, you, you would go through a lot of your stuff, but is there one song that you enjoy playing for the crowd more than any others, like Salty Dog?
4: Um, I like Tobacco Island just because of the subject matter of the song. Uh,
2: your newest album came out like a year ago uh, almost, almost September. September.
4: Um, you guys been
2: writing, preparing for maybe a new album after? Well, there's
3: always ideas floating around, you know. We um,
4: don't have enough time off to even start thinking about writing a new album. I mean, that's the only way that's going to happen is if we take some time off, yeah. and uh, that's not happening anytime in the near future. So.
5: Yeah.
3: I mean, for me personally, it's a different mindset uh, writing and touring because, like, uh, for example, today, I mean, we haven't stopped. You know what I mean? And it's very hard to sit down with a guitar. And, but when I, sometimes if I hear a few chords that I play, I just put a recorder down. We were on the bus tonight, myself, Bridget, and Dennis, and we very drunk. We just got out the tape recorder and put it on. So then when you go back home, you listen to it and you go, okay, we could, we, we, you know, we could do something here. So yeah, it's, it's, and it's also for me, it's, lyrically especially, I mean, like, there's no way in hell I could come up with words on the road. Yeah. Like, I couldn't write in this atmosphere, there's no way. Star... Star Wars. Star Wars. that? I don't know. There's a...
2: He's talking about the wagon. Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what?
5: <laughs>
3: Yeah, these uh, are the Star Wars vans, I have you creator, by the way, we shouldn't be drinking this. It's heavy stuff, huh? <laughs> Go straight to the head. Where's the Guinness, yeah? You're
2: uh, infamous for the Guinness. <laughs> yeah, you need a boy. Oh, it's too hot, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I, had my, I had myself my first Guinness last night, I'll be honest. Your first? first? I, I'm not a big beer drinker, it doesn't sit right with me. I'll take with it. hair like that, you're your first Guinness. I'm, a, I'm part Irish, I'm sorry, I'll get up, I'll get up and leave right now. <laughs> I'll get up and leave right now, I'm sorry, I'm not keeping true to the Irish. but uh, I don't know. Beer just sits different in me than other Sorry. You're, you were telling the wrong thing.
3: I'm,
2: I'm, I'm okay, I'm, I feel bad. My face is getting red. I'm um,
3: gonna <laughs> name, name like Steve Jones as well, I mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, I'll start drinking more beer, I'm sorry.
4: So are you you're two from
3: Ireland in the band? Yeah. You are, where
4: are you from? I'm born in the States, but I'm a dual citizen. My family's Irish. That's awesome. So, um, yeah.
1: And where are you from, Good, sir?
3: Dublin. If you're in a car and you ask directions, I love the way they they'll always go like this. You open the, the door, the window, and they'll always lean on the window.
4: So you're stuck.
3: So where's it now? You want to go? Uh, well, here's what you do. You see the road down here? Well, don't go that way. Keep or whatever they it. <laughs> It's the way they do it. It's, it's so amazing. And being away from home so long that you forget about those beautiful little subtleties of just the humor and and the way they do. How do
2: you guys choose what songs you guys are going to play?
3: Does is your is tour manager? Well, all, all, uh, all like um, we play different times every day, like different, like.
4: Does that we get. You have almost
2: an hour a night. That's pretty good.
3: Yeah. um, Yeah, but actually, we were just sitting here before you came in discussing what we have to. Whatever. Well, Do you take requests? Yes. Oh man,
2: times. You take requests. I have a request. You what? I, I have a request. Uh, I've never seen you guys play. I've never met a girl like you before. Have you got? You guys play that? No. You don't, you don't play that. Come on. No. Why
3: not? No. I don't
4: think sort? the rest of the band knows it.
3: Really? Yeah. You, know, I, I, you know, it's it's a song that's always been around, hasn't it? We...
4: Not really. Not with this, like, not with the lineup of this oh, no, I band yeah, now. Yeah. But I mean, we played that years ago. Yeah. I didn't even think it was on any album. Is it? Live from the uh, Greenland. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: All right. Sorry. <laughs> digging back here. Digging back. Yeah.
4: You know?
3: Wow. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know.
2: Just, Just a little bit.
4: Maybe for the next album, re- redo it. We, we actually attempted a little bit. We never came up with an arrangement that we liked for it, so it got cast aside again. Really?
3: And I think there, I think there definitely will be a time when we're ready, I think, to, to do that song again. And I think it's coming, you know? And you never know, I mean, you know, you never know. We've. I think the way the band has progressed and stuff, we're going to be able to start doing things that, like on the earlier albums, you, you you know, you still want to build a base for the sound. I think we've done that now, and I think we can start to open the envelope a little bit, or you know, start you know, doing different things.
1: Obviously, everybody all of a sudden Irish kind of became popular again. You know what I mean? Like, there's always a the swing. There's Irish have always been around in America, and they were beat, they were beaten down for so long. And now it's so popular with the
3: youth of this generation. Everybody it. When I first came out to America, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And that's a perfect example of what you're saying, because I heard Bridget playing that riff. And when I heard her playing it, I was like, a, a song immediately came to me. You know what I mean? Like, I had it like almost like, but I, I would never, you know what I'm saying? So I, I wasn't uh, wary enough of my Irish surroundings. I mean, I just came from there and that, but, I think that, that that's what was great when I met uh, when I met Bridget all those years ago, and she would play these riffs for me, and it would it would bring out things in me that were like, okay, you know what I mean? It brought out a bit of passion in me, something that I had totally forgotten about. Thank,
1: Thank you. I don't think you guys have
3: acid oh God, no! You should no. never do that. Awesome. I learned one thing from a a, a a great guy that I think that I look up to a lot is his name is Angus Young. And he's, he said a few things to I me. Mean, one of the things he said to me was, uh, "Always play. Always play a gig like it's your last gig."
4: No, no. No, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> Stay the fuck at home, oh. No, no. Stay the fuck at home. My bad. Dave, Bridget, thank you too for
2: today. Thank, thank you very no
4: much. Thank you, sir.
2: And thank check you. out Bridget Flogging and Molly.
4: Yeah. Hey, this is Dave. And Bridget.
0: From Flogging Molly,
3: and you're watching he told me to say concert pipeline
4: why are you such a
1: git i don't
3: know why i'm a git. so that was that
1: yeah, was, was fun reliving that interview that was flogging molly uh from street scene 2005 nine years ago which actually occurred in july it was on july 29th and 30th I, I looked it up because i had to know and i was pretty sure i was pretty sure and i was right that it was july
0: thank you for that i appreciate that Um uh... <laughs>
1: Uh what were what were your favorite parts of that interview Stephen?
0: Favorite parts were uh when I mistakenly told Dave King that I I had had my first Guinness the night before. I wasn't a drinker back then. Um and I think I was 21 um at the time of the interview so I you know just kind of gotten started and was uh hanging with Joe Wilson in his apartment um and, <laughs>
1: my studio. And we
0: decided to get That's... some Guinness and um and uh, and I told Dave King about that, and he lifts my hat and um, and like says, with a name like Steve Jones and hair like that, you just had your first Guinness. And then d- then <laughs> Joe Joe comes over and uh, and he's like, you're telling the wrong person. <laughs> Mistake. That, yeah, so that was fun. And the other memorable the other memorable part was um, when Dave King said that. Um, that he play, they play every show like it's their last. And um, a wise man once told him to, to do that, and that man was Angus Young.
1: That's a pretty great line. I mean, how cool would it be to hear one of your uh, rock idols give you meaningful advice that you could take with you for the rest of your career?
0: That would be pretty amazing, you know? And, I mean, I've, we've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of people and things like that kind of stick around, you know, When it's when stuff like that, it's so memorable kind of. Um, it was brought up in conversation. So, um,
1: yeah, which is what we do here. We have conversations. I wouldn't even say we have interviews really. It's more of just like, like, Hey, I want to talk to you about what you do, but I want to talk to you about you. I want to talk
0: to you about MMA for 15 minutes. We didn't talk for 15 minutes.
1: (laughs) You're referring of course, to the taking back Sunday interview. Of course. Yes.
0: So moving on, let's talk about perceptionists. Uh, do you, do you have any memories of this interview?
1: um yeah i uh i dug their show they were good i felt bad for them because they were playing they were one of the first acts of the day and they were playing when it was like a million goddamn degrees outside um and they didn't have a very big crowd in front of their stage which was you know a little disappointing but they were really uh super nice guys uh talking to them a little bit about what they were about um was fun and and interesting um they had been around for a while but had only just started as the perceptionists in 2005, they didn't even have their first album out yet. As that group, their first full-length album came out um, in 2005, December of 2005. So a few months after they started this tour, and it came out on Fat Beats Records, uh, which at the time was actually producing One Below's albums. Um, so they, that's there's a connection there in terms of the cerebral um, kind of thinking man's hip hop, uh, where where they had you know something to say. Um, and and you got that from the interview also. You know these are very intelligent people who are doing what they do because they love it, but because they also have a purpose and a message. Um, obviously, they like to have fun. They like to get the crowd moving. Um, they have great energy on stage, uh, and certainly a very uh, interesting haircut uh, on one of them. His name is Acrobatic, uh, spelled with K's, um, and he he has like this this just crazy. I don't I don't know what to call it. It's like a it's like a wave of dreads on his head. Like he, ha- it's almost like a pompadour. Like you think like um,
0: Janelle Monáe, kind of, but bigger.
1: Right. That, oh, excuse me. That's Mr. Mis- Acrobatic has dreads, but Mr. Yeah, Lift, Mr. Lift has is the, the other gentleman. Yeah. And he has, uh, uh, one dreadlock that he's been forming forever. Uh, that's, I think that's something special. That's a, <laughs> it's not a very common thing. So I thought that, I thought that was pretty fun and, and interesting. And, uh, they, they were a great interview. So, uh, Interview with our guys. It's our guys um oh,
6: 15, the I'm a the 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 of the Hit the soldier's suicide slide Don't you try to stay alive When you you're catching fire from both no sides And we just you at home This time the government truly loves you alone no. Drop you off in popcorn and get dope Now we've seen it in Iraq And the Congo, of America's motto To the leader that we make a stronghold Tear off the weapons of mass destruction We've been looking for money And we ain't found nothing Please, Mr. President, tell us something We knew from the beginning that your ass was bluffing Where are the weapons of mass destruction? We've been looking for money, and we ain't found nothing Please, Mr. President, tell us something We knew from the beginning that your ass was bluffing I never thought it is the day that I existed And I keep dodging, pulling, seeking weapons that never even existed For someone else's personal beef I risk my health from the commander-in-chief But now come and fight himself being tricked, even worse than the civilians, i nobody ever told me that we would be killing children, feeling like the ones that sent me here in the sunlight, but if I say that I'm lying, I'm all patriotic, but when Donald Ruggs fell, backed me up with the crow, when Tom Reeves fight or what he say to come back home, and we're trying to leave the some from the grenades in the foxhole, I'm starting to believe what I was told is not so, what's the reason for the rule, I'm shooting at these people that I got to win, i Oh, I wonder if I'm just a part of someone else's struggle Or a hero even know it's just a small piece of the puzzle I know that when I finally return when I was dry I'll make up for the butts, my wife and mom's pride And carry on for all my fallen brothers who died See, you can't take my pride, cause I'm a fucking soldier! We're all the weapons of mass destruction We've been looking for months and we ain't found nothing We've been some president from a summit We knew from the beginning that the words were bluffing we're
2: How's it going? Steve Jones from Custer Pipeline here at the street scene still with the
7: Perceptionist. How are you two doing today? Oh man, we're, we're chilling, man. Just, you know, out here at the festival enjoying this beautiful San Diego weather, man. Y'all got a lot of beautiful scenery out here. You know, it's a beautiful place. Beautiful, beautiful place and, you know, it's an honor to be able to come out here and represent. You know, we got the stadium as a backdrop. It's, go- it's good out here. I, you know, I just echo lift sentiments, man. It's just... It's just nice to be out here and be involved in stuff like
8: this. I mean, we got to come out for Coachella this year also. So just like being in Cali, out in the open air, performing the music and doing what you love to do and getting paid for it and sharing it with everybody. It's, it's just it's what it's all about, man. You know, summertime is good. It's all positives. How Coachella?
7: Coachella was dope.
8: Coachella was crazy.
7: Yeah, yeah, legendary, legendary experience. I'd yes, have
8: to say, straight that was the first up. First festival we did in 2005, and we set it off so lovely. Oh, the weather was beautiful, and just so many beautiful people out at our show. You know, the scenery was unbelievable. You know, just like I can't wait to go out and soak up some of this here, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's definitely been good, man. And the response to the Black Dialogue album and and live show has been like overwhelmingly positive, and just driving us to keep doing more stuff, man.
2: Uh, yeah, Black Dialogue is your album. Uh, how did you How do you go in and
7: write for that? How do you prepare to, uh, to make an album like that? I mean, one of the, I think, most important things, or the biggest catalyst is probably the fact that we were on tour. You know what I'm saying? When we started doing a lot of the writing for the record. So we would, like, literally, you know, write a song and just go out, be like, hey, man, you think you got your verse memorized? I think I got my memorized, and go try that shit. You know, uh, and, and just see... Uh, See what you know, see what the response was like from the crowd and see what we needed to do in terms of developing our courses to you know make the make it more interactive with the crowd. Now you, you two, uh, judging from
2: your stage uh, show, you know, you two uh, play really, really well off each other. You know, work really well together. Um, where does, where does that come from? I mean, obviously, you've known each other for a long time,
7: and I mean, how do you put that together to into a stage show where you're, you know? Uh, I, I, it just, you know, like you said, we've known each other for a decade, and we've been doing shows together for I don't know what, probably six years of that decade or something like that, right? So, I mean, at this point, it's just a lot of natural chemistry, you know. Um, you know, th- yeah, it's just a, a comfort zone that I think we automatically have at this point from working together for so long, uh, you know. So, you know, like at, at this show, for instance, there was one point where now up on stage and just not really able to get, it, you know, Festivals are fun, but the, the scenario is a little tougher. It's like you got the crowd, first of all, removed from, like 10 yards removed from you, which, which is just a tough thing because we we like we like that shit hands on, like you know, right there in the crowd. You just you know the energy's there, um, so that's tough. And you're also elevated. You're just so far removed from them. And then the hot sun today and everything, and and um, and the fact that we haven't uh, done a show for almost a month together. Yeah, been on vacation. yeah, you know, so it was just a lot of things. But at one point. Like my favorite parts of the show were when we actually did interact with each other. You know what I mean? Like, like career finders. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. You know. So, you know, you're out there struggling. Sometimes it's easy when you're trying to just deliver your own verse to get into the frame of mind that okay, it's just you and the crowd, and you got to just deliver. But then you know, sometimes I turn around. You know what I'm saying? I act is there, and it's just like realize we could feed feed off each other's energy and and, and you know and, and make the performance that much tighter. So you know. obviously you have a different type of crowd uh, at the festival
8: shows than at your you know the club shows you guys play
2: how do you cater to the different
8: audience i I just think it's a matter of just giving the best show every time we step on the stage regardless of who's in the crowd you know and let the crowd react however they feel natural reacting you know we're going to do our best to try to demand some noise making you know we're going to do our best to try to make sure bodies are moving and you know, if it was a crowd of eighty-year-old ladies, you know yeah. what I'm saying, it would be we'd we'd have the same approach to it. Did you have that crowd before? Um, Not yet. Well, Lift, solo material actually attracts yeah, that crowd, yeah.
7: older <laughs> older crowd. I do a retirement home tour. Yeah. For the el- Yeah, for the elderly, man. It's something for the elderly and also something for the kids.
8: But you know what, though, man? It's fun to perform for the diehard fans because it's, like, unmatched intensity because people know every word. You know, they're sitting at home with the CD, listening to it and vibing and and really knowing it and, like, really, like, looking forward to seeing us. Is there a specific place you guys like to play above above others? Yeah, there's there's definitely... yeah, there's some hot spots, you know what I mean? Like, for me, coming to Cali is always fun. Yeah, you know what I mean? Cali's dope. Um, I love performing in... Like, there's a couple of obscure places. Like, I mean, I guess Baltimore is not obscure, but you might not think of that as the first place for you. You know, I'm not from there or anything, but like the diehard fans that we have in in Baltimore are just crazy. What do you guys see for the future of the Perceptionist? You know, it's like, for me, I'm definitely focused on getting my songs done for my record, so that when I go back on tour with the group, I'm not worrying about what I have to get done at home. You know what I mean? Because that's obviously just gonna add a little bit of stress to the situation. I I just wanna be relaxed and have fun when I'm on the road. So I'm gonna go home and get my work done. And I'm assuming that, you know, over the course of the rest of the year, we're gonna be inspired to make some songs. And and as the songs happen, then, you know, the, the excitement will probably be generated to like, okay, now we can start making a project here. We're onto something. You know, it's like right now, we're just definitely trying to get the solo albums done and promote the album that we have out now because I'm a very firm believer in not selling your product short. And I think that we made a really, really good record with Black Dialogue and I want to make sure that we promote it to the fullest and make sure that everybody has heard it at least once. You know what I'm saying? So that's, to me, that's the future right now. Is just making sure the Black Dialogue album gets its due and hitting the road, finishing the solo albums.
2: All right, you heard it. Black Dialogue and Lif Acrobatic.
8: Thank you for doing the interview today. Thank you. Thank you.
2: And thank you for watching Concert Pipeline.
8: Yo, 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 what up, Callie? This is your boy Acrobatic.
7: This is Mr. Lif.
8: We're the Perceptionist crew representing Boston, Massachusetts and representing hip-hop for you. And you're checking out the Concert Pipeline right about now, all right? Okay, so it's the moment you've all been waiting
1: for. The entire show, what you've been putting up with.
0: You've been just, enjoying.
1: Just, yeah, enjoying everything just to get to this point.
0: You have so we're go- about to have a couple of tracks from the Flaming Lips here, and um, the Flaming
1: Lips, of course, of course, the Flaming Lips, and the cover
0: uh, the song that they performed um, on this. Wait, wait, wait. Let's
1: talk about the Flaming Lips a little bit first. So, okay. tell, tell me, what do you know about this Flaming Lips, Steven Jones?
0: Well, Wayne Coyne uh, is the lead singer of the Flaming Lips, and um, I'm, I'm not going to. How many years
1: have? How many years have they been a band?
0: Like at least seventeen
1: more than that they've been around since the 80s these guys have been there's this really um really interesting uh documentary that i saw on this band that they're these these really fascinating guys who just live their normal lives and do their thing uh and then they happen to make really incredible music on the side and um in any video
0: you see of them is going to be insane like funkadelic like really just out there um you know and same thing with their performances i mean they're going to be playing at outside lands in san francisco um in in august which will be huge they played at bottle rock in napa last year so they're
1: right they i mean they've they've really they've broken through you know they had they had their breakthrough album uh i would say it was uh you know um i would have to say yoshimi battles uh the killer robots i think that's i always fuck that title up battles of pink robots that's what it is i had to think about it for a second um was there was their breakthrough album and so, the soft bulletin was you know when it w- came out just before that one was also it started it got em, It got them going you know what i mean it got them going on the, on the train to success um and they've just been they've been everywhere for i would say since 2001 2002 uh you know do you realize being being the, the, the band's most successful and recognizable track um but they have they have they have so much more to offer and they do honestly have one of the best live shows i've ever seen and when we saw them we had the pleasure of seeing them perform one of the greatest rock ballads of all time but one of the greatest if not the greatest rock band of all time and before we queen. announce it um the song is by queen it is <laughs> before we announce it uh just the
0: really unique um scheduling of the bands that performed that night was, I mean, there was problems with the scheduling. Like they, the Flaming Lips performed, and then after them, the Pixies performed. Um, they were the final act of, of the night. And really the, the Flaming Lips built up all this energy that, that, that they have. And the, and the Pixies, they have a huge following. Um, I'm not a Pixies fan, but uh, they have a huge following. But, I like the Pixies. But they I'm can't a hold a, a torch to the Flaming Lips performance.
1: Right. Not at all. Um, I think that the, so the, the name of that album, I, they're, they're one of the best. I mean, they're just so good. They're so good. There's so many reasons why they're good. Um, so yeah, they did this documentary that was called, um, fearless freaks. Uh, and it followed, it followed all these guys around in their in their daily lives. Um, and then, you know, obviously doing the musical performances in between, but, um, they also, it talks about their drug addictions, you know, these guys, have been drug addicts for forever uh as crazy as that sounds and it actually shows i want to say it shows one of the band members uh injecting uh heroin or like getting ready to tie i think it shows them tie off and getting loaded before a show which is just fucking crazy um to think that they would give somebody that kind of access but also to think that they would want that in the film you know um it has your girl juliette lewis in it
5: oh, she's I remember, she's I-
1: She's one of the gals commenting, uh, during, during the, the, the documentary. It has the, it has the kids from the White Stripes, Jack and Meg. Um, it's got, uh, one of the characters, (laughs) I call him a character, but, uh, Gibby Haynes of the Butthole Surfers, um, one of the members of that band, Stephen Burns, uh, of, um, Talking Heads. So that's, that's just a hell of a, of a documentary. It's definitely worth looking into the Fearless Freaks, Christmas on Mars, um, Was this weird sci-fi film that uh, that the main character, you know, that uh, 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 Coin made and produced and released himself in 2008, and didn't get? It wasn't very well received. wasn't very well received. But I think it's probably because it was really fucking bizarre. Um, but, But bizarre isn't bad. That's kind of their business. That's kind of what the Flaming Lips do. So definitely interesting stuff worth checking out. There you know what's so interesting about these guys again is that they're they're just normal dudes Just normal guys who enjoy making really fucking good music and putting on a hell of a live show so he had us all imagine that he was being lowered from the sky on uh on this um in this in this circular ball uh and then he walked out across the crowd and like crowd surfed he yeah, did that was uh, awesome it was so cool man because you'd heard so about it
0: we'd seen this
1: the ball that he uses you know
0: you'd, we'd seen it before but to actually see it in person is really a lot of fun so
1: yeah um, yeah it was really fun I really enjoyed it a lot and then and then they did a cover of Bohemian Rhapsody which did. is I mean does it get any better than that
0: don't know let's check it out now and and see
9: Thank you, San Diego. All right. Now, I I apologize. I could have stayed out there longer. I, I misjudged the uh, the introduction there, but I thought my, my my hovering above the masses out there. Thank you guys for not dropping me. Thank you. Because you. <laughs> you see, I was I was worried about the concrete. You know, a lot, a lot of times we're like we're on grass or we're on dirt. If there's a gap there and I fall on my head or something, oh you know, not too much damage is done. But thank you guys, alright? Alright, so... Here's what we want to see if you guys can do. We're going to do a uh, song. This is only the second time we've played it. We think it's going to go alright. Now in the middle of this song, there is. Some karaoke that we want to see if you guys can sort of anticipate and then sing along. You know best you can, okay? Now you can sing along with the rest of the song if you want, but when I get to this middle bit, you know you really gotta you gotta let it go, okay? Now I don't. I don't...
0: Before we went to the Flaming Lips, we asked if it gets any better than that. And I, after that performance, I don't think it does get any better than no, that.
1: No, no, no. They stole the show, 100%. We stayed for the Pixies. Um, and we actually, uh, we'd been there for three full days, all day, 110 degree heat at Qualcomm Stadium in the parking lot. And we had been backstage, and we were funned out. And so we, we actually left for I love the Pixies. Left four songs into their set. Could not stay. Couldn't keep my eyes open. After the Flaming Lips, the Pixies came on. And they were immobile there was no i mean the flaming lips had this ball that got lowered but ever they had costumed people dancing around and confetti and and light show and it was fucking amazing and then the pixies came out and they stood rooted in front of their microphones and played they played very well they did they were very tight they sounded just like the recently album, reunited
0: but, at that point
1: that's right they had just gotten back together yeah. for the first time in like a decade and and they just left me underwhelmed. I was, I was so sad. I was so bummed out. was sad,
0: but, but we had a good concert and it was a good festival and we got some good interviews with bands that we like and got to see performances with other bands. I mean, and got to go for free. That's nice. Um, so, so it was a good time. Um, and so, uh, so that's our show for you uh, for tonight. Um, next time on the program, we're going to be bringing you. Ted Nugent for my interview with him back in 2005
1: I can speak volumes about Ted Nugent I'll save it for that podcast
0: you you should and I can speak volumes about my interview it was a memorable
1: interview (laughs) I'm sure it was so until next time folks that's Stephen Jones and that's Joe Wilson have a night